0: Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you wanna create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, If you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Hope you are doing well today. I have to just dive into what we're going to talk about today because it has been on my mind since it came up on, it was actually on our free training webinar that I did last week on upgrading your mindset. I am going to give something away today. I'm going to talk about it in a few minutes though, because I wanted to get right to this. I was sharing on the upgrade your mindset free training that I was giving some examples of of how I am shifting my perspective in my marriage and what that looks like. Because, you know, whether we're talking about a spouse or we're talking about a friend or a colleague, communication can be difficult, especially when we continue to think about things in the same way. And I was explaining one of the reasons I think it's so valuable to always have a coach is that we can get very locked into our perspective and then believe that it is the objective truth and not realize that it's only a way we're opting into seeing things. And I was telling them that I had a conversation with my coach about a frustrating thing in my relationship with Chris. And I was explaining it to her, and she said, I can see how you feel very right based on this perspective. Like for as long as you have this perspective, you're going to be convinced that you are right in this. And she didn't even have to say anything more and, and I just realized finally, whoa, it is entirely a problem of how I'm seeing it. And I'll give you I'll give you an example. I don't think this is the what I was sharing with her. I don't even remember to be honest with you it was a couple months ago, but I'll give you the example of when he's on his phone when he's with the kids. So let's say that I am cooking dinner or I'm working and I come down and the kids are, you know, playing independently, the girls are crawling around on the floor, Roman's playing with the trucks and Chris is on the phone. Not like talking on the phone, but on his phone. I can very quickly default to the perspective of, seriously, dude, get off your phone. Play with your kids. When I have that perspective, the perspective of like, you're always on your phone. Why are you always on your phone? Like, can't it wait? Can't you do it later? Like, can't you be on your phone less? When I choose that perspective, I feel irritated. I feel frustrated. I often feel a sense of pressure to finish up whatever I'm doing because then I can be more present with the kids. The thing is, there's so many other perspectives An example of one is anybody could walk into a moment with my kids and I'm on my phone, right? (laughs) Like it's a moment. It is a moment. I could choose the perspective instead of focusing on he's on his phone a lot. I could choose the perspective of 5, 10, 15 ways that he's a really great dad. Or I could choose the perspective of, you know, it's okay for him to be bored, Having young kids, especially for a guy, isn't the most stimulating thing. As Roman has gotten older, he's been able to do more things with him, but not every parent is going to be the lay on the floor and play with nine-month-old parents. Like, that's that's okay. I could choose the perspective of I would rather have them here with him, even if he's on his phone, and, you know, obviously he's not on his phone all the time, Then in daycare, with somebody else. There's so many different perspectives. But I give this example, and I was talking about this on the the training. Certain perspectives we choose, and then we bump up against them over and over, feeling the same ways we don't want to feel. Feeling irritated, feeling frustrated. And it was a really powerful awareness for me to opt into that I don't have to keep having the same conversation with Chris about this. I can change my own perspective. And until I change my own perspective, it's probably going to feel tense and feel like there's friction. So I was giving examples of some ways that I've changed my perspective in that relationship. And somebody commented and said, does your husband work on mindset too? Because it seems really unfair if you're the only one doing this work. And I said, no, he doesn't. That's not his jam. That's not his world. That's not how his brain works in this season of his life, maybe in any season of his life. Who knows? But I said, saying that it's unfair is an exact example of what I'm talking about. If you opt into this perspective, if you choose to see it as it's not fair, it's not fair that I'm the only one trying to get better and you're not, then you're Choosing a perspective that leaves you feeling frustrated, that leaves you feeling victimized in some ways, certainly small ways compared to other ways that we could be victimized, but still. And I said, Where's the line on that? If I'm doing this, but you're not doing this, and I'm working on this, but you're not working on this, if that is unfair, where's the line? For example, I'm eating healthy and you're not eating healthy, that's unfair really? Or I'm really trying to spend less and you're not trying to spend less. That's unfair. What if it's just we are allowed to have individual journeys in life? If you had met me at 20, I was not working on my mindset. I know people who didn't start doing that until they were in their 50s. Is that unfair? No, it's just reflective of our walk in life and to suggest that because two people are married or because they're friends or because they work together, that one person should just jump on the train of what the other person's journey is. I think that, if anything, is unfair. But more than that, if I choose to see it as it's unfair, that I'm the one trying to change my perspective... I'm going to be upset all the time. And I don't want to be upset all the time. And there's going to be tension in our relationship all the time. And I don't want there to be tension in our relationship all the time. Almost everything in life, if not everything, we choose a perspective of how we see it. And it is not that some perspectives are right and some perspectives are wrong, but rather some perspectives facilitate feeling really good and other perspectives facilitate feeling really crappy, whether that's stressed, angry, jealous, mad, like any number of things, or peaceful, grateful, happy. You opt into the perspective. And when I think about this notion, sure, I could convince myself that it's not fair, but why would I do that? And more than that, wouldn't then everything be unfair? Last night, after we got Roman down, the twins were content in their little chairs. I was picking up Roman's toys and I was doing the dishes and Chris was watching a show. Is that unfair? No, I I wanted things to be picked up. Does that mean he needs to want things to be picked up? I wanted them picked up right then. He wanted to watch a movie right then. Is Is one fair and one not fair? I think that those kinds of like keeping score mentalities will absolutely keep you unhappy in this life. 100% it will keep you unhappy. And I can see where people would say, you know, that this could foster not being satisfied in a relationship or being taken advantage of. And those are very different things. Those are very different things. There have been times when when Chris and I first started dating, I was going to CrossFit six days a week. He had never been to CrossFit. He probably hadn't worked out since the military. Is that not fair? No, because, well, what if, what if he decided that he wanted to go to karaoke and he wanted to be social and go out two nights a week and I didn't? Is that unfair? On which side? Because you could make the argument on both sides and then you're fighting against each other. I'm fighting for us, not against us, not for things to be fair. I've heard it said that, you know, marriage isn't 50-50. It's 100%, 100%. It's 100-100. Like everybody has to give their all. But that doesn't mean that everybody's all is the same. It can't be. It won't be. You know, I think about to go back to the thing around working on mindset. I work on mindset because that's a huge part of my life. I love to read self-improvement books. I work in the self-improvement space. I've been part of programs and I've had coaches that are all about mindset and self-improvement. Chris has had a very different path in his life, right? He, A, he's a male and that is very different inherently. He enlisted in the military when he was 18 years old and 9-11 happened two months later and he was serving... In the Middle East as a teenager, and got out of the military and and moved around and was homeless for a while. Like he's a very, very different path. So why would I have an expectation that his idea on self and life and responsibility would be mine any more than what, what if he expected that mine was going to be like his? Like, why do you have to work so hard? Why do you have to take everything so seriously? Why is enough never enough? Kind of, like, neither one is correct. They just reflect where we are in our journeys and what has brought us to these points. Be really careful when you suggest that something isn't fair because what is fair, who decides what is fair, and does that then set you up to never be okay with what is and to always feel like something or someone is against you? What lies beneath this whole conversation is the importance of thinking differently you cannot solve a problem with the same thinking that created the problem. So when I think about tension in my marriage or when I think about food and temptation and overeating, I cannot solve any of those problems with the same level of thinking that created them. We have to think in new ways. And most people who are struggling and who struggle for decades, it's because they've been thinking about things for the same way, for the same for the, that same amount of time. This is what it means to be in a cycle. We know this with diet, where it's like, I'm going to do so well, and this is the plan I'm going to follow, and I'm motivated, and I'm ready, and then, oh, well, it's a holiday. Oh, well, I already had this one thing. I'll start tomorrow. The reason you stay in that cycle is because your thinking remains the same. The date on the cha- the calendar changes, the year that we're in changes, but the way you think remains the same. This is why people have the same arguments in relationships over and over and over again because they continue to think in the same way. I try so hard to think in new ways just as a practice, not necessarily because the new way I think is right or better, but because we have to improve our thinking if we want to improve our choices, our reactions. We have to change our thinking if we want to feel differently. If we want to break free from excuses, you cannot solve the problem with the same type of thinking that created it. I want to talk a little bit more about this, but before we do, I, I skipped over an important part of the start because I wanted to get right into that. Today, I want to give away Kids Mood. Um, kids Mood is actually a kids product, but I take it daily. Roman takes it too, and he loves it. When the kid, when the twins are a little bit older, they'll take it as well. It is an adaptogen, an all-natural blend of adaptogens. Adaptogens help your body's stress response and i was thinking about this this is really interesting you know how i've done a couple episodes on wearing a continuous glucose monitor it's so interesting to see what happens to my blood sugar in response to stress a lot of us think about blood sugar in response only to like what we eat but perfect example charlie yesterday was just fussy as all get out and we are really fortunate knock on wood that All three kids sleep through the night 99% of the time now. Didn't used to be that way, of course. Well, Charlie kept waking up. And at one point around midnight, she woke up and I went down to just hold her. And I was looking this morning at my blood sugar from overnight And it caused a 34-point spike, the stress of like, oh, crap, she's not going to go back down. Oh, seriously, are we crying again? Now I got to get up and I got to go downstairs. And then, you know, picking her up and settling her down. And like the, I don't even necessarily notice it as a stress response, but certainly hormonally, I respond in a stressed way. I think that's a very natural mom reaction to your kids being uncomfortable or crying. 34-point spike. And it reiterated to me, how important stress management is for more than how we feel. Nobody wants to feel stressed and anxious and on edge. But the important thing to keep in mind is it's not just about how you feel because you very well can tough it out. You've probably been doing that for a really long time. But what it does to us on the inside is, it sure, you're just plowing through, but it is not without repercussion on the inside. So that's why I love of course, lifestyle strategies to reduce stress, but also the supplement side of things because there are some stressors that are just going to be there. The other thing that I really like about kids' mood, and I've said this before, not ashamed of it, for me, it's a sweet treat because it's, this, it's a powder, but you don't mix it with water Although I guess you could. It's intended to be taken like a pixie stick, and I really like the way it tastes. So sometimes when I just want something sweet, I'll have a packet of Kids Mood, and then I'm getting that adaptogen response that I want, but I'm also getting kind of a sweet treat. So because that was on my mind, watching the blood sugar response to stress, that is what I'm going to give away today. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. But where I wanted to go in this conversation of you can't solve the problem with the same type of thinking that created the problem... I was preparing today for a live coaching session inside the consistency course. And there were a couple of questions where in one case, somebody said, I'm feeling really worried, I think was the word that she used, about the summer and about the travel and the changes to the schedule and all of the social obligations. And I just, I don't want to go off the rails. And my response to her was you are thinking about it in a way that reflects the problem and where you are now. If you want to, in action, rise above past patterns, if you want to, in action, lean towards the solution and not compounding any problem, you have to think about it in new ways. You have to think about it in terms of the version of you you want to be and not in terms of the version of you you've been. So, let's try that. This is the opportunity. This is the work that we talk about all the time. Let's practice it. If you were where you want to be in your life, in your health, in your patterns, in your habits, how would you think about social situations? How do you want to think about social situations? If you could wave a magic wand and you are who you want to be and you navigate life and you navigate circumstances in the way that you want to, how do you think about these things? You have to think in new ways. Old ways of thought foster old patterns, right? Current ways of thought foster current patterns. If you want new patterns and new routines, you need new ways of thinking. It is so important. I talked about this um, in that free training, which if you weren't there live, you can get the replay. All you have to do when you go to primalpotential.com forward slash free dash trainings, primalpotential.com forward slash free dash trainings. You can drop in your name and email address. You're registered for all of our free trainings, but also the email that comes to you automatically when you register includes the replay archive, all the replays. So the replays of the training I did on continuous glucose monitors, the training I did on upgrading your mindset, the training I did on carbs and fat loss, all of those are there when you register. So think about that. And then the other thing is, the consistency course, right? If you want to be a part of the coaching, if you want to get these strategies in real time, that is an option for you as well. All right. Our winner today of kids mood, which I always, whenever somebody, I I tell my husband that I'm giving away kids mood, he's like, why? We like that. (laughs) Like, Don't give that one away. We like that one. We like relief a lot. Protein too, but he's okay when I give away the vanilla protein because he prefers the chocolate. I prefer the chocolate too, but that's just because we're chocolate people. Vanilla is really yummy. All right. Let's give away the Kids Mood EODUM22. If that was you, you left a review. All you got to do to win is leave a review of this show on whatever app you listen to the podcast, EODUM22. Email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Let me know that you were the winner of episode 1092. Make sure to email me within 60 days of this episode airing and include your mailing address, I'll put the link to it in the show description along with that free training series opt-in that I mentioned. And otherwise, we will see you tomorrow on the Consistency 365 series. Take care.